be with God's people. And certainly we have a great Savior, don't we? Amen. Amen. His name is worthy of all the praise that you can give him. And so tonight we want to just, uh, that's what we want to do. We want to honor and glorify the Lord Jesus. Let's stand. We're going to uh, ask uh, the blessing on the service tonight and ask God to do a great work here tonight. And certainly, uh, as we heard in Sunday school this morning, uh, we certainly have a lot of needs. Amen. Brother Tony, come and lead us in prayer and lead us in song. Father, I thank you again, Lord, for the privilege to be in your house tonight. Father, what a, what a privilege it is to come and to worship the one and only true living God. Father, I just want to thank you tonight for redemption. Father, I thank you that, Lord, we've been justified through that great gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Going to Calvary and bearing our sin debt, Lord, I thank you for, Lord, the salvation. I thank you that it's secured, Lord, it's forever. And Father, I thank you for what we've been able to hear today and Lord, now tonight, Father, I pray that you'll just work in our service. Father, be with the preaching of your word. Lord, Brother Lanes, who brings a message. Father, give him uh, wisdom of the word of God. Give him the power that's needed. Lord, give him the compassion that's needed. And Father, as your precious word goes forth, Lord, may it fall on eager hearts to hear and eager hearts to listen and abide and to do. Father, just work in my life tonight. Lord, just... Uh, Work in every situation here. Father, may everything we do uh, put a smile on your face. Lord, we give you the glory for it all. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. Take your hymnal and go to page 108. Page 108. We'll sing all three verses, all three verses. Good Christian men rejoice With heart and soul and voice seated amen some great truths in those verses and um, he came to die and so I'm glad that he didn't stay there though amen uh, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day victorious over death and on the grave and because he lives we shall live also amen praise God for it. well let's go to the Lord in prayer for the offering and uh, how about brother Dale leading us would you please sir
Yes. Amen. Take your hymnal and go to page 83. Page 83. Just remain seated. We're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. Now with face, set thine image in 
Let's stand, if you will. We're going to shake hands. Brother Tony lead us in a course, and then we'll shake hands. Page 619, if you need the words or the music, there's something about that name. We'll sing it through and shake hands. <laughs> Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Man. 
Once more. Take your bulletin out, and let me remind you about a couple of things. Uh, don't forget these sign-up sheets down here, once for the couples retreat, and that's going to be taking place Thursday through Saturday, and so um, uh, the first through the third, and so if you'll just sign your name that you're going, if you need lodging, i put that down there so we can um, accommodate you in the lodging and uh, get the uh, um, cabins that we need, so please sign up for that as soon as you can, and then there's also a sign-up sheet down there for uh, this wedding for Carrie and Rebecca. Uh, They invite you to celebrate their wedding on Saturday, February the 10th at 11 a.m. That's here at the church. 
with a reception to follow at Cornerstone Church of Augusta uh, over on Tinkling Springs Road. And so just really need to get a number um, by, I think, some date on that thing there, Meredith. It says February the... January, yeah, not February. <laughs> January the 7th. I think they're trying to get people signed up by January 7th so they can plan for food. And so if you can do that, that'd be, that'd be helpful. And so plenty of time to do that, but please remember those things if you would, please. And don't forget Cantata Choir Practice uh, on Tuesday. Uh, that'll be the 5th. And I believe that's the 7 o'clock, so please remember that. Uh, the teens are having a blast Christmas party up at Pastor and Robbins um, on uh, this Wednesday, the 6th. And so remember that. And then our Phil America event is going on from the 9th to the 23rd. And so we've got plenty of tracks uh, down here behind these Christmas trees on the steps. Put them in a little basket. There's uh, thank you tracks. There's the Christmas tracks. Uh, there's the come home tracks. We put some of those out. Um, and then there's the gospel uh, cards, the um, uh, cue cards. I think some of those are in the foyer. We've got plenty of those things. And so that will start this Saturday. And so please work hard um, to uh, try to keep track of what you're passing out. Trying to keep track of um, how many you pass out person to person. And then uh, how many we just uh, maybe leave in a door or something like that. And then uh, how many people are involved? And so we should get everybody involved. Everybody should be able to give out gospel tracts. And so work hard to do that. And please, uh, we'll keep mentioning that, so please remember that. And we'll do uh, our children's Christmas program at the nursing home on Sunday the 10th. That's this coming Sunday. And, um, and so we'll have to be there about one, right around 1.30. So we'll leave here about 1 o'clock. Uh, our plan is to get pizza for the kids and uh, whoever's staying. And so uh, we'll take the bus over or people can travel over there, meet us over there, however you want to do that. But uh, we'll do our program for the children, I mean for the um, nursing home, and then uh, we'll either bring them back here, or if you want to take your children, that's fine. You can just leave from there. That'll be fine. Won't be a problem with that. And on the 15th, we'll be going Christmas caroling on that Friday evening, and then we'll have our Christmas cantata on the 17th in the evening service, and so uh, regular time on that, 6 o'clock, and we'll have a co- cookies after that meeting. Okay, we got it squared away, so we'll have a cookie fellowship after that, uh, that service. And then uh, our children's Christmas program up here on the 20th. And so uh, we'll have that along with our candlelight service. And then uh, don't forget, on Christmas Eve, we'll have one service. And so no Sunday school, just one 1030 service in the morning, no evening service. And then, uh, of course, Christmas Day be the next day. And then New Year's Eve, the very following week, uh, we'll have a New Year's uh, Eve service. And so we'll have regular Sunday school. We'll have our um, morning worship service at 11. And then we're going to have lunch to follow. And so no PM service, so that'll, that'll take place on the 31st. So please remember those things. Happy birthday uh, this week to Jackson and to Crystal. So congratulations to them both on the 9th. And happy birthday to you. All right? All right, why don't you stand with us one more time. And uh, Tony will come lead us in one more song. Page 81. 81. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4. <clears throat> It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old. From angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to men from hands of gracious King. Oh 
wing, wing, and ever wore its babble sounds. The blessed angels sing, for lo, the days are hastening on. My prophet bars foretold when with the ever circling years comes round the age of gold when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling and the whole world give back the song which now the Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Get your Bibles ready. Brother Lane is going to come preach in a moment. Before he does, Meredith is going to sing for us. Amen. Come 
Call unto me, and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. It's my favorite prayer verse, uh, Jeremiah 33, 3. Uh, we do the call, and he does the answer, and he does hear our prayer. And maybe it's not answered in the way we always would choose, but he still hears it, and he answered it is in his time, and uh, on his timetable. And uh, maybe it's yes, maybe it's no, maybe it's wait a while. And so, but I'm glad that he's omniscient, he's all-knowing, and uh, he knows what's best for me, and he knows what's best for you. And so he's got your best interest in mind, and he has my best interest in mind. There's no doubt about that. What a God. What a mighty God we serve. No doubt about it. Well, take your Bibles, if you would, please, and turn with me to Psalm chapter number 18. Psalm chapter number 18. There's 50 verses in this psalm. Uh, I don't know that we'll read all of them, but uh, I think you can find a common theme um, in this passage of Scripture about deliverance. Of course, our theme this year has been striving together for the faith of the gospel. And uh, this month, we're emphasizing uh, the deliverance of the gospel. And so, the word deliver uh, means to draw to oneself. And I thought about that definition. That's exactly what Christ has done for us. He's drew us unto himself and made us accepted in the beloved. And... Um, Forgiven us of our sins, removed them as far as the east is from the west, no more to be remembered. Made us a part of the family of God, Give us, given us the gift of eternal life. So it means to draw to oneself, to rescue, to liberate, to set free. And um, so it is, it is, the gospel is deliverance. I mean, and uh, it did set us free. It did liberate us and rescue us. And uh, there's great deliverance in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. And so as we read this passage of Scripture, we'll begin reading there in verse number 1. This is a psalm of David. And really a parallel passage, if you were to look over into 2 Samuel 22, and I thought about just going there, but uh, really he talks a lot about these same things, about being delivered uh, in, in first, uh, 2 Samuel 22 as well. And it's sort of a parallel passage to this, but we'll stick right here. The Bible says, I will love thee, O Lord. My strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength and whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Y'all remember that little course made out of that, that little, little verse right there? Um, I will call upon the Lord. Yeah, that's it. I will call upon the Lord. Yeah, right of the scripture. And great little course. And then the Bible says in verse number four, the sorrows of death come past me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell come past me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. Then went up smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down. The darkness was upon his feet, under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about. 
him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed hailstones and coals of fire. Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of waters were seen, the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. O Lord, at the blast of thy breath, at the breath of thy nostrils. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Look at verse number 43. Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of, of the people and thou hast made me the head of the heathen. A people whom I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves unto me. The strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth and blessed be my rock and let the God of my salvation be exalted. There's another little course <laughs> right there. It is God, verse number 47, that avengeth me and subdueth the people under me. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, Will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Great deliverance giveth he to his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David and to his seed forevermore. Really, as we begin to think about our theme, and we think about the gospel and the, the deliverance of the gospel, really, this is a season of deliverance. Oh yes, it's a season of Thanksgiving and we've celebrated Thanksgiving and we've had testimony services and really truly we ought to have, have the spirit of Thanksgiving all of the time. But it's a season of Thanksgiving, it's a season of hope as we think about uh, the redemption of the Lord Jesus and what we have in Christ and the hope uh, of our future in heaven with Him. It's a season of worship and rejoicing, it's a season of proclaiming the joyful news. Uh, we have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. So it's a season of proclaiming. There's a lot of descriptions we can add to the season in which we are in. But I think we're safe to say that we can say this is a season of deliverance. When you really think about, listen, we, we have been delivered. I have been delivered, the song writer put it to, to words. We have been delivered really from death. We talked about it this morning. The penalty of sin is death, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you're saved this evening and uh, you've been delivered from the power of sin, it no longer has uh, the power over you to take you to hell. You've been saved from that penalty of sin. Uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been given that gift of God, the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So you've been given the gift of deliverance. It's a season of deliverance because we've been delivered not only from death, but from dominion. I believe Tony referenced it this morning. 
But if we were to turn over to Romans chapter number 6, and for the sake of time we won't, I'll just read you a couple of verses. But um, really, Paul says to the Romans in verse number 9 of Romans chapter number 6, he says, Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. And then he says, Death hath no more dominion over him. And then verse 14 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Jesus came to fulfill the law. Every jot and every tittle. Listen, he's fulfilled it. He was the fulfillment of the law. He kept every, everything about the law. He was the only one that could keep all of the law and pay the sin debt for you and I. And shed his precious blood on Calvary so that we don't have to be dominated by sin. So that it doesn't have to rule and reign in your life and in my life. Hey, why? Because of deliverance. Deliverance. It doesn't have dominion. It doesn't have the power of sin. We've been saved from the the penalty of sin. We've been saved from the, the power of sin. It doesn't have to rule and reign and control our lives. Yes, we're sinners. Yes, we fall short. Yes, we make mistakes. But it ought not to rule and reign and dominate our life and have dominion over us. Why? Because we've had deliverance through the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been delivered from deception. I thought about 1 Corinthians 6 in uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, verses 9 through 11. He said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit... The kingdom of God. And then he says, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And then he says, and such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. They were deceived. Drunkards, fornicators, idolaters, effeminate, abusers of themselves and mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, all those folks were deceived by sin. And, and, and Paul says, and such were some of you. You were deceived by sin. It promised you this and gave you this. That's what sin does. Sin takes you farther than you ever want to go, costs you more than you're ever willing to pay, and and, uh, it's a terrible, terrible road to follow. And by the way, we don't fall into sin. We follow after it. You follow after sin. We all have a choice. And we all make choices. We don't just fall into sin. No, we follow after it. And so, we've been saved from deception. Hey, aren't you glad that we have the Holy Spirit of God? Aren't you glad that we have uh, the the B-I-B-L-E that leads us in a right path? So that we don't have to be deceived. So we know the truth. So we, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. God's given us a clear clarity in his word. And we've been delivered from deception. Such were some of you, he said. They were deceived. He said, be not deceived. All, all that list, they were deceived. They were that. But God gave them deliverance. Yeah. 
He's the God of deliverance. We've been delivered not only from this matter of death and from dominion and deception, but we've been delivered from darkness. Darkness. I thought about John 9, 18 through 25. But the Jews did not believe concerning him. Talking about the blind man. Remember he was healed and um, the religious folks brought the parents before him, before him and said, what's going on with this guy? And we pick up the Jews uh, believed in verse 18 of John 9, but the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been, been blind and received his sight until they called his parents. Called the parents of him that had received his sight and they asked them saying, is this your son who, was, who you say was born blind? How then doth he now see? It's, this is what this religious crowd was asking the parents of this blind man that received his sight. His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him, he shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had all agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. Then called, then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man, referring to Jesus, they say, we know that this man's a sinner. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Hey, I'm just telling you, this man was delivered from darkness. He couldn't see. I mean, he didn't see the light. He was delivered from darkness. Paul, in his testimony to King Agrippa in Acts chapter number 26, verses 13 through 19, Paul says, at midday, O king, talking to Agrippa, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were, fall, when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet. I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and to witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things which I will appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Listen, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. God says, hey, Paul, I'm going to deliver you so you can bring deliverance to them. Get them out of darkness. 
showing the light. Paul was blinded. Paul was blinded on the road to, to Damascus and was saved. And his eyes were opened. He saw the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And he was the apostle to the Gentiles to deliver them out of the darkness that they were in. In Colossians chapter number 1, verses 9 through 13, Paul to the Colossians writes under inspiration of the Spirit of God, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. I'm just saying we've been delivered from darkness. We, we've been delivered from death. We've been delivered from the dominion of sin. The deception of sin. God has given us deliverance. The psalmist said in Psalm 86, 13. For great is thy mercy toward me. And thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. Paul to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 1.10 says, Who hath delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. And in 1 Thessalonians 1.10, the apostle Paul, once again under inspiration of the Spirit of God, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. I'm just saying, friend, if you're here tonight and you're, you, you've been saved, you've been born into God's family, you've experienced a great deliverance. I've experienced a great deliverance. And in case you didn't notice it in our passage, listen, uh, this evening it's, it's a lot about deliverance. Paul said, I mean, excuse me, David said, you've delivered me, you delivered me, you're my deliverer. I've been delivered, you, you've delivered me. Time and time again, we see this principle of deliverance in this passage of Scripture. And again, in, in uh, 2 Samuel 22, the parallel passage, verse 1, 2, 18, 20, 44, 49, talks about being delivered, 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 the deliverer. So we can see, and we will see in this passage of Scripture tonight, uh, through these verses, that David is excited to be delivered. I mean, because of the deliverance that the Lord brought David, there was, there was a, this desire in him to praise and proclaim the goodness of God. I mean, there was this desire, this motivation, this uh, challenge to us to, uh, to praise and proclaim about this deliverance. There was this determination. I don't know if you noticed it in some of the verses we read, but I will, I will, I will, I will. Time and time again, this determination uh, in the past of Scripture, this diligence not to take it for granted and to glorify the God for the deliverance the, that he had brought. So as 
David speaks of the deliverance. Um, we too have been delivered in a great way. And we've talked about that. But David said, listen, because I've been delivered, there's some things that I'm going to do. And you can find this in both passages. You can find this in Psalm 18. You can find it in 1 Samuel 22. And there's other passages you can find sort of the, the same thing that he's talking about here. But he said, because I have been delivered, he said, number one, he said, I will love the Lord. Look at verse number one of our text, Psalm chapter number 18. He says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. David said, listen, listen, God, because, because I have been delivered, because you've, you've given me deliverance from my enemies, because you've given me deliverance here and you've given me deliverance here, you've given me, listen, hope, you've given me safety, you've rescued me, you've liberated me, you've set me free. Because of your deliverance, I will love the Lord. What's my excuse? What's your excuse tonight? We don't have an excuse, friend. Because just as we read these passages of Scripture before, we've experienced a great deliverance. From darkness, from death, from the dominion of sin. All of these things, you can go through the Scripture and see that we've been delivered, we've been redeemed, we've been rescued, we've been set free, we've been liberated, we've been given life eternal. David said, because of my deliverance, I will love the Lord. Matter of fact, God tells us we ought to love him. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Verse number 16 of Deuteronomy 30 in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. Joshua passed it along to the people when Moses passed on. And in Joshua 22, in the closing chapters of that book, verse number five Joshua says, but take diligent heed. Diligent heed. I mean, pay attention. Wake up. Smell the roses. Think about what you're doing. Take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, excuse me, all of his ways, to keep his commandments, to cleave unto him, to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. He repeats in chapter number 23, verse number 11, take good heed therefore to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. God. God didn't want them to forget to love him. By the way, they did forget. That didn't go very well for them either. And it's not going to go very well for you and very well for me if we forget to love the Lord. Because when we forget loving the Lord, hey, we, we go off on all kinds of things. But if we can learn to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, hey, we're going to think about that, that sin we're getting involved in. We're going to think about that, 
that uh, conversation we're having. We're going to think about maybe what we're allowing our eye gate, what we're allowing our ear gate. We're going to think about uh, a lot of different things as we love the Lord like we ought to love the Lord. And we ought to love the Lord. Psalm 31, 23, O love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. In Matthew twenty two thirty seven, 37, Jesus said unto to him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Same thing in Mark chapter number 12 and verse number 30. So David said, because I have been delivered, because I've been rescued, because I've been set free, because I have been liberated, I will love the Lord. What about me tonight? What about you tonight? Have you experienced deliverance? Sure you have. But will you love the Lord like David talks about loving the Lord? I mean, I will. He said, I will love the Lord. Made his mind up. I'm about to make up my mind. You're going to make up your mind. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the problems, regardless of the heartache, we're going to have to love the Lord. And David said, I will love the Lord. Why? Because, because he's delivered me. Yeah. Because he's delivered me. After all he's done for me. After all he's done for me. How can I do less than give him my best and live for him completely? I ought to love him completely too. So he says, because I've been delivered, I will love the Lord. Because I've been delivered, I will trust the Lord. I will. He said, I, I, I will love the Lord. I will trust him. Look at verse number two. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength. Look at it. In whom I will. Do you see it? Trust. I will trust him. I will believe him. I will, I will faith him. My buckler, the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. David said, because, because I have experienced deliverance, because I've been set free, because I've been liberated, I will love the Lord. I will trust the Lord. How's your trust tonight, church? How's my trust? The book of Hebrews in verse number six, Hebrews 11, verse number six says, but without faith, that's trust. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Do you believe that he's God tonight? Do I believe that he's God tonight? Sure we do. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That's the first step. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The Christian life is a life of faith. In many, many areas of our lives, we have to trust God. And, you know, uh, it doesn't get easier. Sometimes it gets more difficult. But God never changes. His promises never change. His precepts never change. His power never changes. I mean, God is able, friend. He's able and he's willing. 
And he has my best interest and your best interest in mind. And if we'll just trust him, that's all he's asking. Just trust me. David said, I will. Because I've been delivered, he said, I I will trust the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, some of my favorite verses in, in all the Bible. Committed them to memory a long, long time ago. And they've comforted me many, many, many times over the years. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. That's a promise. As I trust in him, as I faith him, as I believe him. In all, all of these things, acknowledge him. The Bible says, he shall direct my paths. Psalms 118, 8, 9, the psalmist says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Some of us, some, we put more confidence in man and in this world than we do in God. We put more confidence sometimes in ourselves, excuse me, than we do in God. But God says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Psalm 125.1, they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. That's That's pretty powerful. I mean, if we'll trust in the Lord, listen, as Mount, as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. Hey, God says that's a solid foundation, that trust in me, that faith in me. David said, I'll trust you, Lord. Because, because you have delivered me, because you have uh, rescued me, because you have liberated me, I will love you. And I will trust you. Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Only trust him. Only trust him. That's not just for salvation. That's for every area of our lives. David was saved. But David said, you know, because, because you've delivered me, Lord, I mean, you've delivered my enemies, you've delivered me in this situation, in that situation, you've brought deliverance, you've brought deliverance, you've brought deliverance. I'm going to trust you. And by the way, as, as, we, as we go through those things in our lives and trust the Lord, God builds our faith. And it's... And we can trust him for the next go around, the next go around. And every time is a faith builder. Every time we trust him, he builds our faith and he encourages our faith. And only, not only encourages us, but he encourages others. And we can, we can take the answers to prayer that we've trusted God for and help others that are going through the same things that we've been going through. If we just simply trust him. David said, I will Trust the Lord. I will love the Lord. Thirdly, he said, I will call upon the Lord. We just read verse number three. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrow of death compassed me. The floods of the ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about and the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, look, what did he say in verse number six? In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. 
And my cry came before him even into his ears. David said, God, because you've given me deliverance. He said, I'll love you. He said, because, because you've given me deliverance, I'll trust you. And because you have given me deliverance, I will call upon you. Can I tell you that God will never let you down? Never. He'll never let you down. You'll never see the, the righteous forsaken and their seed begging bread. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. David said, I'll call upon him. We referenced Jeremiah 33, just a little bit ago. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Who do we call upon for assistance? Who do we call upon for aid? Who do we call upon for boldness? Who do we call upon when we're broken and bruised? When we need comfort, direction, and deliverance, and daily strength. Who do we call upon when everything seems to be going wrong? David said, I will call upon the Lord. Why, David? Because, because of the deliverance that he's given to me. I will call upon him. I will love him. I will trust him. So tonight, listen, we've experienced as believers... I think probably everybody in this building has experienced a great deliverance from God. If you're saved tonight, you've experienced a wonderful deliverance. I mean, all these things I mentioned in the opening of this message, the darkness, the deception, the death. Friends, we were on our way to hell without Christ, to a Christless eternity. Right. Hell, that, that, was, that was our payment for the wage of sin is death. But... The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We, we were on our way to hell without Christ. And he gave us deliverance. Over, over the penalty of sin, over the power of sin. It doesn't have to dominion. I mean, that, it doesn't have to have dominion in our lives. Not to rule and reign in our lives. God's given us deliverance. Each and every one of us, if, if we'll stop and think about this season. Listen, we can really truly say it's a season of deliverance. And because we've been delivered, we ought to love the Lord. Do you love him like you ought to love him? Do I love him like I ought to love him? I think I could love him more. Because he's delivered me, David said, I'll trust him. I'll trust him. Will you trust the Lord tonight? Because of the deliverance he's given to you? Hey, if he can deliver you from hell... He can bring any kind of deliverance. That's the ultimate deliverance. Man, we're heaven bound with a hammer down. One preacher said. Praise God for that. We've been delivered. Because I've been delivered, he's out. Dave said, I'll trust you. And because I've been delivered, he said, I'll call upon you, Lord. Who do you call upon? Why don't you, why don't you take some time and, and say, you know what, God? I, you've gave, given me a great, I'm going to call upon you. Because you've promised in your word you'll, yeah. you'll answer me and show me great and mighty things, but you know not. Yeah, it's okay to have brothers and sisters in Christ that can encourage us, but I think we ought to go straight to the Lord. Hey, he's the one that's capable and able to do it. I'm not trying to minimize other people praying. We ought, ought to be praying for one another. 
And uh, it's not a gossip party. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a prayer prayer request, you know, to pray fervently. The Bible says the, the, uh, in the Word of God that the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Are we living to get our prayers answered? David said, I'll call upon him. I'll trust him. And I'll love him because, because I've been delivered. Father, thank you for the deliverance that we've been given. Father, we're most certainly not worthy of it. Nobody in this building is worthy of the deliverance that's been given to us as believers. Father, we're such a blessed people even to have the privilege and opportunity to be born in America, to experience what we have here, this freedom to worship, this freedom to meet, the freedom to sing thy praises. There's so many more things here that we could talk about tonight. But God, you've, you've delivered us from a, a major, uh, major amount of things. God, help us to have a grateful heart. Help us to have this desire, this determination to, um, to make known thy truths. Father, to, to love you as we should because we've been delivered to call upon you to trust you as we should simply because you've delivered us, you've set us free, you've liberated us and given us hope. Deliver us from hell and given us a destination of heaven. Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God, would you stir our hearts? Would you draw us close to thee? Would you, would you please help us to apply the truths that we've heard all year long about the gospel? And implement those things in our daily lives and seek to win others to Christ. Help us to be the light in the dark world in which you placed us. Father, we realize we have a short time left. Help us to be serious about the things of God. Help us to be sensitive to your leading in our lives. May the Holy Spirit of God be real to us. May we be yielded to him. May we be open to his leading, his direction. May we never be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but to realize that it's the power of God to salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank you for the great deliverance that you bring through the gospel. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me please? Number 464 is the hymn of invitation. Listen, uh, perhaps you're here tonight and you just need to come to this altar and give some things to God. I don't know. Um, I think we ought to come to the altar more than we do and uh, give things to the Lord. But perhaps you want to do it in your seat, whatever the Lord's leading you to do. But will you trust the Lord tonight? Will you call upon Him? Will you love Him as you should? Because of the deliverance He's given to you. Amen. Let's sing the song, number 464. dear friend all well nothing between you and the Lord Jesus work tonight maybe you've got a burden for someone maybe a situation or a problem Tonight's the night to call upon him and ask him 
When there's nothing between Lord and me, it gives confidence, an expectation. God's going to do something. Whatever it may be. Uh, you can look in Scripture and see people that were right with God and fellowship with God. And uh, they, although the adversity came, they, uh, it, it didn't stop them. They kept moving forward. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Nothing between. Nothing between. And God's going to give us the deliverance. Amen. One of these days he's going to deliver us from the very presence Amen. of all yes, this. Sir. Boy, that's going to be a great day. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we come. We commit ourselves to you tonight. We thank you for the message, for the messenger. We pray that, Lord, the Holy Spirit of God will apply it to our lives as need be. Direct us as we leave this place that we might, Lord, be a good ambassador for you. Might share the good news that Jesus loves people and he died for them and rose again. That they might be saved. And Father, we just simply thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen.